0: We're, we're doing this we're doing it oh uh, welcome to a song versus song podcast bonus episode uh this is also going on YouTube so hi everyone on YouTube hi everyone uh listening on podcast wherever you are we are recording this three seconds after the Grammys stopped and uh it is eleven thirty at night this is exhausting song versus song is not supposed to be work but this is absolutely work having to sit through three and a half hours of the Grammys oh how well, you t- brought to you by
1: CBS All Access, Yamaha, and the death of Kobe Bryant.
0: What Um, the, what the fuck? Okay, when I began today, I thought I was going to have to talk about the big cloud hanging over the Grammys, and I am instead talking about a different cloud hanging over the Grammys, that, of course, being the death of Kobe Bryant literally just, what, at this point, eight hours ago, and uh, that completely threw the Grammys out of whack Look, maybe uh,
1: history will look back on me poorly. However, um, that the entire ceremony opens with a performance by Lizzo and Lizzo says this night is for Kobe. And honestly, to tell you the truth, if that was where it stopped, I would have felt like that's respectful. You don't need to hang a lantern on it. This family is suffering. Let them be. And I would have felt good about it. And yet throughout the night, they kept bringing him up. And every time they did it, I got a little more, to be perfectly frank, annoyed. Not because I'm like, I get it. He's dead. I get it. You feel sad. It was like, I can't tell. I'm not that family. I I couldn't. T- Maybe the outpouring of support made them feel good. But like there is that saturation point where I
0: get nervous about how the family's taking this like. I would feel weird at that point, like I, I don't. I couldn't tell you. You, you know, know, I mean, I, I, would, I certainly wouldn't care. It's too fresh. It's happened literally today.
1: Yeah, I guess it's just putting putting myself in those shoes. I think I would feel so numb that I wouldn't be able to process it at all. But I might later feel a little resentful, and maybe that's just me projecting what my own feelings would have been. But I felt like Lizzo said a thing at the top, and then Alicia Keys said another thing, and I thought we got it we got it, we did it, let's just let those people be, and yet it kept coming up throughout the night, and I wish personally that it hadn't.
0: Yeah, like, okay, well, I, you know, Kobe Bryant is an icon. I agree. He died today, they were doing it in the Staples Center, which is his home stadium. If, you know, he's very important to the city of LA, where they were doing this, like, in as much as LA can have hometown heroes, that, you know, Kobe was one of them, so, like, on one sense, I get it it still struck an extremely weird note because they kept doing it throughout the entire segment. They had a memoriam to a completely different person. They had a memorial to Nipsey Hussle, who was tragically murdered earlier this uh, last year. And when they finished it, they had slapped up a picture of Kobe Bryant next to his picture. It was so awkward. It was amazingly
1: weird. I'm absolutely willing to accept that Uh, history may... Yeah, we may look like complete assholes tomorrow when we post this. Who knows? It's entirely possible. I don't know. But in the moment, I find myself thinking, I don't know that this is really how it ought to be. Yeah. Uh, That's it. Anyway, let's... You know what? Let's let that be the only thing we say
0: about that. Okay. Well, the thing I thought I was going to be talking about was the fact that the Grammys have been embroiled in controversy for the past few weeks because they fired... Their CEO for uh, unspecified abuse of power, that's not entirely been clear. She hit them with a countersuit, alleging that they were firing her to cover up the corruption that she was trying to expose and or cleanse. Uh, Also, a sexual harassment was in there. I've heard that's why Taylor Swift dropped out at the last moment like because Oh really? It, yeah, I've heard these are rumors, maybe I shouldn't even wait, be saying Wait, wait. I I what does that mean? She dropped out specifically because of w- what? Sexual harassment uh by 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 this woman? No, no, by the uh people who fired her like she was like threatening to expose sexual harassment or something like that or get people fired. It was it's been for the first time people cared about the Grammys, but I don't know. There was like it was a a humongous mess and I thought that's what I was going to be talking about. And uh, it seems entirely irrelevant watching the ceremony because one, they didn't bring it up. Also because two, who cares about the Grammys or what goes on behind the scenes in it? I don't know the
1: not cynical version of. Yeah. I just always thought that most of these
0: awards were bought anyway. (laughs) Exactly. So I guess, but I think less blatantly than it was done with the Grammys. Like you have actual like, What she is alleging is that actual artists were able to vote on who becomes a nominee, including themselves, so they could nominate themselves or, you know, their agents or their, you know, people who have invested in these people, careers, people who are not. They have conflicts of interest. So and they're able to pick this. And, you know, who knows how this works? Maybe she did abuse power. I have no clue how this is going on, but it was a, a weird thing. And if it affected the Grammys at all, it's that these Grammys, this ceremony was a mess. It was a mess. There were several like technical things. None as bad as the infamous Metallica Lady Gaga performance, which will go down in history as like one of the worst moments in Grammy history. But it did feel a lot more ramshackle. I think that last year when we covered the
1: Grammys, there were moments and I feel like there were a couple of them that we both agreed were these really really big ones that we were big big moments or yeah like? big moments from the grammys that were great like really big moments mhm whereas comparatively these ones it just felt like every time they went to commercial they would say coming up next a big grammy moment yeah and here's the thing it's like uh do you ever hear someone say i'm a nice person <laughs> <laughs> Nobody who's a nice person has to say that. And if you have to keep saying a Grammy, you know, it's like, yes, you know that it's not going to be good. But that being said, can you pick out of the we can go over things on the whole, but do you want to pick out if there was anything in particular that you think actually stands out from the night? Okay, the first thing that comes to mind, big night for gay rappers. Yeah, you and I both had that thought. yes. Because um, they basically had two people in a row kind of come out and uh, and do stuff. Because you had Tyler, the Creator, well, Tyler and Little perf- Lil Nas X at the same time,
0: pretty much, like one right no, I think I other. think you're misremembering that. Tyler, Creator played early, and then he won an award later, and then okay. right after he won the award. Lil Nas X came out and then performed. Yeah,
1: but... The- and then I said, wow, would you ever in your lifetime, when you were younger, have thought... When I was Lil Nas X at his age? like yeah, Would you have ever suspected that two black men rappers would win awards or perform on the Grammys in a row that were both gay. I just, it, you know, it's like a taboo within a taboo or it certainly, it was for a really long time. So that, yeah, like that felt know, nice.
0: Yeah. Like what, when I was little Nas X age, what, okay, well I'm not that old, but yes, I'll say it. When I was, little Nas X age, uh, I, I it was uh, rappers at all getting, big awards were like they didn't even have their own category like for a while until like 1989 and they weren't shown on, on stage. And I don't even know when like the first rapper got to perform on stage. So, I mean, uh, not when I was 20, like Lil Nas X, but you know, when I was five, when I, or when I was 10, I, that would seem like a weird thing, let alone two rappers who are gay or Tyler's never, I don't think specified exactly what he is, but but that he is somewhere yeah. on the queer spectrum. Yeah, right? he's on the rainbow somewhere. We should, we should talk about the performances. Tyler, before he won Best Rap Album, he performed. He performed with Boys to Men and Charlie Wilson. He performed "Earthquake," which was going to be. I, I I thought he was going to perform that because that's like the quote unquote hit. Not that it was actually a hit, but it was the hit. And then he switched it up to like I think I haven't listened to this album in a while, but it was like the weirdest, most aggressive, and most uh, you know offensive song on the album, sonically offensive to you know if you're a boring Grammy voter like i couldn't believe i was like watching this at the fucking grammys i could just imagine like clive davis you know his decrepit 95 year old self in the back row wondering what the hell he was watching i just like that there were a a bunch of um very
1: suburban looking houses on fire (coughs) yeah so that as he was doing that i could go burning down the
0: house (laughs) but like yes suburban houses burning down is exactly how it felt like watching tyler performed that that was a by far my favorite performance of the night
1: oh really that's your number one
0: yes it was good. a very it was very ex- it was
1: it was exceptional
0: yeah and uh him falling down at you know that pit at the end i, I really like that too that was a pretty cool moment uh, i think that was that's going to be my number one moment of the night and uh the other one we were talking about and my number two performance of the night was Lil nas x yeah i would go i would say it Lil nas x Old Town Road. You and I have different one and twos, both. I don't know. Like, Old Town Road, I think at, like, week three of its 19-week run, whatever it was, was already, like, an embedded pop culture event. Like, it was, like, nailed on. It was, like, part of the culture at this point. It was, like, a thing we all had to talk about. And that so, like, that was in May or April even. So, like, at this late date didn't feel like there was much else to do with it so but he has never performed it live on television they said and i believe it at the mtv awards he did panini he did that's true so i like that for like for this one we're just gonna throw every remix i've thrown out there and we're just gonna add a few more it's gonna be like a big celebration of this weird ass moment in pop culture and they brought bts out there which was insane but amazing and then they brought out billy ray no before that they brought out the the little country singing kid yep the little five-year-old and i think diplo and then actual nas like big nas non-x and i thought it was i thought it all worked really well i thought it was like crazy and i thought like that is the grammys i want because i remember some grammys where they just like pile on people all into one performance and those are the ones i really like yeah, it was a good. It was a good performance. See, I, I, I think that
1: you're bringing it up because you remember the last time you put out a YouTube video where you
0: mentioned BTS. <laughs> you're just trying to get that BTS money. Oh wow! If I'd have known I could get this much engagement just by saying their name, I'd have done it a long time <laughs> ago. I absolutely would have. <laughs> Check I- out that best
1: of video. He brings up BTS.
0: It brought me a lot of attention that I otherwise would not get. So uh yeah, I BTS uh is the greatest band of all time and <laughs> <laughs> they're very good. I don't I don't yeah. wanna anyway, okay, but yeah, I I did enjoy like it's like, yes, why don't we have Old Town Road with a bunch of Korean rapping on it? It yes, was have, it was fun. A, yeah. A bunch of really, really
1: attractive, talented Korean performers. Yes. They did a good job. Uh, you said you had a
0: different one in two. What were your um, I think my number one is Lizzo. Ah, uh, yes. Our our opener, Lizzo, who did Because uh, I Love You and Truth Hurts. I mean, you're a bigger Lizzo fan than most and most of us are big Lizzo fans. I so. just,
1: I think that she brings a certain energy and personality that I find to be truly rare. I think that she's a great performer because I Love You, she did a really exceptional performance of that. I think that Truth Hurts, it doesn't really matter if she turns in a
0: perfect performance or not. I think
1: that's all about the energy, which is absolutely there.
0: I, you know, I, heard, I heard some people complaining that the flute was out of tune.
1: I really liked that flute solo. That flute shit was dope. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool that she had these big black ballerinas fucking out there. That was <laughs> yeah. fucking amazing. Like, I don't know, man. Realzo so fucking rules. I feel like her performances are always good. You know, I was watching and I realized that a person that, as somebody from the comic book world, I compare Lizzo to um, a guy named Peter David. Peter David um, is a very popular uh, writer both um, in both novels and comic books. Mm -hmm. And before that, he was a massive, massive like nerd, a huge fan, a guy that would write fan fiction and just is this. I, I find generally in his life has been a largely jubilant figure, a very celebratory figure. And I find Lizzo that she kind of occupies a very similar space, right? I just she comes out on stage. You could tell that she really loves being there, that she has a tremendous amount of respect for the other artists who are there and that mm-hmm. she just feels constantly grateful and it just comes through. And so I always love her performances. And once again, I just thought. You know, she knew how to respect Kobe Bryant. She knew how to respect that space that they were in. And she knew how to give a performance that everyone was going to enjoy. I just really love her. I think that she's a tremendous, I think I think that she is second to pretty much no one, except apparently Billie Eilish, which we'll get to later. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I, I really like the like the classical uh, Truth Hurts that they played there. Oh, yeah, it was a really cool rendish, man. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I love that. I thought that was great. That was absolutely my number one. And then... Maybe it's because CBS brought to you by CBS mm-hmm. All Access um, was telling me that this was going to be a Grammy moment, but I thought that what Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato. Was, yep. a, was a really good job. Demi Lovato has been through
0: a lot in the past year, and um, her uh, scene She was uh, hospitalized a year and a half ago from a uh, from an overdose. She has been very vocal about her struggles with a uh, drug addiction. Yeah, she sang. A, she sang a song called
1: Anyone. Mm-hmm. I really connected with it and I I imagine that that is maybe not something that everyone's going to connect with, but just, I don't know. I looked at the year that she had and I I felt connections to the year that I had had and I've had health problems and I've had emotional problems and it just, it it really hit me pretty hard and I felt, it was funny because we didn't really talk at all during that performance or talk about that performance, so I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. how you felt about it, but I immediately wrote down that it was one of my favorites and it was the only one that came close to the Lizzo one for me.
0: Yeah, that was a, uh, a, a really good one. Like the fact that she had to like restart, like she sang the first line and couldn't get it out and she had to start over like that. I mean, that's, I, I want to believe that was spontaneous. Like so you, you never know. These oh, things, I but no, like I, I,
1: I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm a sucker, but I believe that that yeah. was
0: genuine and, uh, it's something I always have to think about, but like, I, I think it was genuine and, uh, it was, you know, it, it gets you. It really does. I felt a profound empathy with her,
1: um, And I was, I don't know, man, like I'm, I'm nobody, but I was proud that she was able to go out there and do that. And I hope the 2020 is a better year for Mm -hmm. Demi Lovato. I don't know. So that was it. Those were the two ones that really, really struck me. I like
0: the two ones that you named too though. Yeah. And I like the the two you named as well. Those are very Grammy performances. The both of them, even Lizzo and Demi. And the ones I'm the, the two I picked were very un Grammy performances I mean, there's it's a little Grammy-ish in that they just kind of threw everyone at Lil Nas X, but it felt like I was watching something like that was going to freak out the squares, so to speak. So I, I was, uh, that's what I was into. Any other big winners? You think it's like who won the night? Would you say who won the night? Oh, well, you. <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure yeah. I know the answer to that. Yeah, that's an... it. Was Sharon
0: Osbourne? <laughs> God bless her and DJ I mean, who... Khalid. <laughs> Who could even argue Sharon Osbourne and DJ, DJ Khalid, amazing, yes. just
1: amazing. In case you didn't watch the Grammys, I, somebody very wisely decided that Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon Osbourne, Ozzy who doesn't really talk much anymore, mm-hmm. so Sharon did all the talking, would go up and talk about the rappers, and you're <laughs> like. Sharon Osbourne doesn't fucking know jack shit about rappers. She, not, she sure not, doesn't. Not, not that she's, you know, like it's just it's that delightfully racist aunt that you have. Where you're like, <laughs> she doesn't know any better. She doesn't mean anything by it. She just doesn't care, and it's adorable. And she was very excited for those 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 brown people that she doesn't recognize. Yeah, just so pleased. Well, for she's them. A, she's an old lady. She's an old lady, and uh yeah, I just I. I, that was very funny. No, obviously the winner
0: of the night is Billie Eilish. I mean, that's unquestionable. I tweeted this out just now, but it was like, who expected Billie Eilish to be the Adele of 2020? Like it's, it's
1: mind blowing. I mean, bad guy is some would argue song of the year. Who, I, Should you know. check out that Todd in the Shadows best of twenty nineteen. B- B- BTS and Billie Eilish. I'm down with the children. Yes. And meanwhile, I was like, it's fine. I'm like, no, no, it's the kids who are it's the children. <laughs> no, um, that song is great, but I was not expecting her to sweep to the degree that she swept because she won best song, best new artist best album and best record yeah that's a that's a fucking lot I, I couldn't tell you the last time that a best new artist if this ever has happened where yeah. a best
0: new artist won all of those won all of those won anything besides best new artist like it, best it, new it, artist it, it is was, like a it little, was
1: it was truly mind-blowing and it made me wonder will billy
0: eilish still exist in 2020 and then
1: i was like no she will i don't i don't even know yeah, why best, i asked that question
0: best new artist is like the best foreign language oscar like it's like or the best animated oscar it's like These go over here and the the adults will sit at the adults' table. And uh, Billie Eilish came in there as, you know, she's 18 now. And like nine months ago, no one would have known her unless you were like only like the really hip kids in the know. And like uh, by kids, I mean children in high school, like knew who she was. And now she is the biggest pop star in the world. And for the Grammys to go for that, the Grammys... I mean, she performed When the Party's Over, which is her most Grammy-ish song. So maybe that like paved the way for her to for the Grammy acceptance. Or maybe the Grammys are just actually that hip. Or maybe maybe Billie Eilish is like a hip artist that unhip people can plausibly uh, appropriate. I don't know. She's fun.
1: I like her. Yeah. I don't, yeah. That song, I would actually put that towards the I mean, it's in the middle. Yeah. It's because it is solidly. It's the most boring thing she could have performed there and i'll say this uh if you like that performance of when the party's over the very first thing that i said to you yeah. Todd, and the thing i'll say on the in the podcast now is uh you should listen to cat power if you like that you'll fucking love cat power
0: that is a cat power song through and fucking through i wonder how it feels to be like lana del rey who's finally nominated for something this year with like one of the most acclaimed albums of the year and watching billy Main, perhaps even only influence. Is Lana <laughs> Del <Rey>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure that she
1: knows who Cat Power yeah. is. I'd be shocked if she didn't. Um, but yeah. So I would say she's probably the, the big winner of the night. Do you have a different name in mind? You know,
0: w- w- when we're talking about Billie Eilish sweeping, which is absolutely insane for the Grammys. Like, this is not the kind of artist they think... I would have picked Lizzo to pick, you know, to come out with like a big armful of Grammys. And if this were any other year than the one where Billie Eilish got big, uh, I I would have predicted her to walk away.
1: I mean, basically, they gave her best solo pop performance, and that felt like the consolation prize because they had decided that they were going to
0: give Billie Eilish everything else. They thought, well, we've got to give Lizzo fucking something. Yeah. You know, I can already kind of tell this is going to happen. Like, there's been a lot of talk about how uh, the Grammys disrespect hip hop. That's not going to get any better tonight as as much as, you know, I I love Billie Eilish. and I wish I could spare her that because there, you know, the discourse is going to happen whether we like it or not. And, you know, Billie Eilish is a very good artist. I'm just happy when a very good artist wins something. I'm not looking for the best or, you know, which one will check the box. But it would have been nice if Lizzo could have maybe grabbed one of the big four that she won because, you know, obviously Lizzo is also great and those are like the two artists of the year. It's, it feels like, honestly, I wouldn't mind if like song of record had gone to old town road also. Cause it seems like, yeah, I also kind of felt like that was where that should have gone. Like 2019 was a stacked year for music. So like the fact that old town road, Billy Eilish and Lizzo were all duking it out and Lana Del Rey's big coming out ceremony, I guess, or what your debutante balls? Like, yes, you are finally big enough to be recognized here. Like that, that's a lot in one year. Yeah, man, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey, an artist who I remember
1: I started hearing when I was probably in my mid twenties. Yeah, and I am almost forty now. She has been around a long, long fucking time. I think it's, it's only been like ten years for her. I, th- I think. Is uh, I, maybe I maybe I caught like a weird like yeah. recorded it in her studio apartment kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But like way back in the day, like way, 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 way back. So I would have probably been about like maybe 27, 28.
0: You know, here's a funny thing. When they gave out Best New Artist, both of us, and we didn't talk about why we thought this, we both thought it was going to go to Rosalia. We did. Why did we think that? Because I didn't, you didn't say that and I didn't say that. And we don't listen to a lot of Spanish pop. Like I've been uh, studying her more closely recently, but like when she performed at the VMA Awards, Last year, I didn't even know who she was, which I have been reliably informed now makes me like an ignorant moron. who shouldn't be exactly doing what I'm doing. Just, it, like, feel, it feels like we're
1: just out of touch. So like when I, I look at her, I think probably. she should get it right. She seems she. So I guess I thought best new artist would go to her because
0: she seems like a best new artist. Yeah, that's exactly like that's the one they you know, the who's hot now. Maybe we'll be hot later, but maybe not. Versus Billie Eilish, who is was in it for the long haul, it feels like who has obviously like gone past the ne- need for a best new artist Grammy already. Yeah. Don't you want to give it to
1: somebody who's probably not going to be around for more than the next two years? I'm I'm reliably
0: informed that Rosalie is also in it for the long haul. But I mean, like, look, we, yeah, so like again, in, we were wrong native, last time. We can be wrong in her, again in her native Spain at the very least. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. She re- she
1: reads more as a best new artist than Billie Eilish does. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. That's why I thought it would go to her. Yeah, but again, I mean, that's once again, no, no, it's the children who are wrong. I'm just, <laughs> I'm completely out of touch on that. Apparently,
0: all right, which well, I accept. Well, how about this? Who, do you, who would you pick as a big loser of the night, Oof. like performer or lots of lots like, of? Like it's hard to say. Is like we expected so and so to win. And they lost. Well, what a loser. It's like, no, we didn't oh, expect no, anyone to win. No, it's not no like cares. that. I couldn't, I would not be able to say something like that.
1: I would say so many people that I would consider to be losers. Alicia Keys. Oh, yeah. We. Oh, boy. I don't know what it is that people expect her to be. She's just, I don't know why they keep having her be host. Like, she's pleasant. I'm, I'm sure Alicia Keys is a big listener to the podcast, so I'm really yeah. sorry to say that say this to you, Alicia, but, you know, maybe just,
0: could you stick to the music? Like, had she, has she had I know she hosted the Grammys last year, and she did fine, ish. She
1: just seems like she's pleasantly high on something designed to make it so that she's not stressed out on the evening. What was the thing that you said that somebody had tweeted or said to you, which is that she seems like a
0: mildly stoned... Youth pastor? Yeah. I think more like camp counselor, really, like... I just... Let me say there was a, a moment early in the ceremony. Well, her opening monologue was weirdly somber because of the Kobe thing, but then she got out there and she did one of the most painful things I have ever seen. Like I couldn't be in the fucking room. Like I was like cringing so hard. I left my seat. I went as far away from the TV as I could. That is like, she started doing a parody of Louis Capaldi someone you loved. And it was, well, let's say she's no Billy Crystal. She's no Weird Al. It was the most horrifying and awkward thing. My, my, my freshman year of high school, my freshman orientation, we had a teacher who greeted us and like welcomed us to our new life in high school by doing a parody of All Star by Smash Mouth. And that is the energy. That I got from Alicia Keys doing that this night, I've I feel like I'm getting like nom flashbacks even talking about it. Oh my god, it was horrible. Also, there were like many technical flubs. She hit many wrong notes. She w- like complained to like the sound people like while she was doing her monologue that like her piano was like dead in her microphone and was like please correct this. It was just... it was like
1: a bad not main stage Vegas performance. And speaking of bad performances that you could make a Vegas comparison to. On our Vegas main stage, Usher. I guess it was fine. I don't know. I guess Usher is not a loser on the night. It's just that he was doing uh, a Prince tribute. Yeah. And it's just, you know, Usher is Usher and Prince is Prince. I think
0: Usher is one of the great artists of my day. He did not deliver Prince that night. He delivered fine-ish, I guess, but it was like not really impressive. I don't know. It's it seems like he was like too old to be doing this. He's like too not old enough to be a contemporary of Prince, so he's not like my friend and colleague Prince. But he was like too old to make it like updated. Yeah, you either want to pick
1: somebody who is—I've never yeah, called it, usher it, old. Is it, yeah, a contemporary who's who's still got that passion, mm-hmm. or you pick somebody who's fucking hungry, man. He just didn't, It's lo, it was low energy because it was
0: low stakes. I don't know if Usher's ever going to do another Prince tribute, but like he performed it like he's done it a hundred times before and he's going to do it a hundred times again.
1: Yeah, he and did it like he was doing it on a Vegas stage and he'll be doing it all, you know, it's like... Tip your I'll, servers. I'll be, I'll be here all week, try the veal. You yeah. know, it just, I don't, that's not good.
0: And you didn't even know this because you don't know who FKA Twigs is. Uh she's like a hot new artist. She's very experimental, like experimental R and B, I guess. And she was on stage that night doing during the Prince performance. She was the dancer, but she didn't sing. No. And she just tweeted there was like rumors flying around, I was like, well, you know, she asked not to sing, and she just tweeted something like right like an hour ago. It was like, uh, I would have loved to sing. They didn't ask me to, but you know, I'm glad to do what I was asked to do. Why? Why? It is so bizarre. That is it was weird. like, like it would have l- at least made it interesting. A very underwhelming performance. I don't get what th- that was about. It's just like we have to do a tribute to somebody every, uh, every, uh, every ceremony. Even though Prince died four years ago, you know, that is
1: very weird. But is it as weird as Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani? Trying to find a musical middle ground between their two styles, which does not
0: exist. Apparently, that song came out like five days ago. I hadn't heard it, and uh, hopefully, I will never hear it again. And it was placed very weirdly. Like I think they needed like a slower, more somber song to play after the fucking Kobe tribute that yes, opened the show. Yes, after Alicia Keys came out with Boys to Men to sing,
1: it's so hard to say goodbye. To yesterday. Oh, my
0: God. I forgot about that. Oh, my God.
1: Yes. That was... You know what? I don't think history is going to judge me
0: incorrectly by saying that that was a fucking mistake. A mistake. Like, I don't know how much would have been the appropriate amount of honor to give Kobe Bryant. I. But that felt like the but wrong move. But they were not ready to do that. Yeah. They
1: just weren't. She didn't know how to sing it with them, so she kept missing where she was supposed to come. It was just... Like their hearts were in the right place, but man, they shouldn't
0: have. Boys to men sing I can tell, tell you two other instances. I can tell you of boys to men singing. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. One as a joke on Fallon when Conan O'Brien left NBC and there was that, that big thing. He got he brought them in there singing it's so hard to say goodbye yesterday. Also, because I'm a soccer fan, when U.S. soccer legend Landon Donovan played his last game, they also brought in boys to fucking men. For a U.S. soccer game. Let me be clear. <laughs> the power's gone out of it. For me since then.
1: Yeah. Other things that I don't think particularly landed. I'm not sure that I would call. Um, this a loser. But a year ago. I was really interested in her. Oh as an H.E.R. Her. Yes, That's H.E.R. Her. And now I think Who, who <laughs> is this. I watched her perform tonight, and I thought, this woman is a great session performer. She did a pretty killer uh, guitar solo. At some point, she may put out a song that I really like, but it has not happened yet. She has not blown my mind. And you, I think, said something to the tune
0: of, she seems like an artist who's created for the Grammys. Yeah, I'm not sure who her constituency is outside of the Grammys. I don't know, like she exists to get Grammys and be at the Grammys, but otherwise, I don't know who listens to her. Ditto for Gary Clark Jr., who I've seen five times at the Grammys and no one has nowhere else. I've never heard of. And that kind of political performance really leaves me numb. I don't know. I was kind of glad some, you know, I don't mind the political stuff, and compared to the stuff Gary Clark has performed on this. Uh, it's certainly more memorable than the, the other performances I've seen from him, but I don't expect to see him again till next year at this time at the next Grammys. Well, speaking of um,
1: what could have been a, a a great political performance and ended up just being the same old shit that it always is, Aerosmith <laughs> and Run DMC came out and did eventually did Walk This Way as though and they kept introducing it as though this
0: had not been done a billion fucking times I remember them doing this at the 1999 MTV Video Music Awards, the 90s, the fucking 90s. But it is two decades later. We have there have been two decades in between then and now. And I've certainly seen them perform Walk This Way many times. I think including once in the past five years at the Grammys. And 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 speaking of
1: Vegas, I believe Aerosmith is at Vegas and I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if a, occasionally Run-DMC doesn't roll in and do this with them. I mean,
0: I don't know what else they're doing. I mean, I know
1: Reverend Run has his reverendship, but... Before they came out and played that song, Aerosmith came out and played a song off of the album Get a Grip. Yeah, it is play, a song that I like a great deal. It's called Living on the Edge. As far as the Grammys go, that qualifies as a deep cut. It does. <laughs> but I'll tell you... They got so close. Living on the Edge is a great song, but I'll tell you, if you want to be fucking political, the song that I think might actually follow Living on the Edge off of Get a Grip and is the song they should have fucking performed is called Eat the Rich. They should have played (laughs) fucking Eat the Rich. If that had happened, I would have been on my feet. I love living on the edge, and that was very cool. And I do think it counts as as a deep dive, considering the space that they were playing in. But if
0: they had played "Eat the Rich," holy shit, that would have blown my goddamn mind. Yeah, well, the, their their third most known song from their fifth most known album. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, I g- guess I'm glad they didn't sing c- crying or Amazing. Or Crazy. Or Crazy. Or c- crazy amazing crying. Yes, they're all the same song. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else I'm I'm missing? What else is ser- thoroughly middle ground territory? Ariana Grande. Well, I'll
0: tell you this. I would have performed all of Thank You Next and very little of uh, Seven, Seven Rings, Rings. You're goddamn right. Or all of Imagine, which is a great song, uh... In, and not as intro to Seven Rings. That's not how I would have done it. Yeah, just no Seven Rings. That's what I would have done. Um, Camilo Cabello sang to her father. Oh, boy. There are many weird father-to-daughter songs. This is the first weird daughter-to-father song I've heard. Uh, I wasn't a fan. She was doing her best. Yes, it's. I believe the song is called First Man. Uh, as in the first man I ever loved. My dad,
1: yeah, I um, uh, they could really play this song at Purity Balls, yeah, it's a real Purity Ball song through and through. Um, I I don't want to be accused of
0: being a a Camillo Cabello hater, but yeah, that that song ain't it. (laughs) I've never been like super negative on her, but I always have been negative on her. Like, mostly she hits kind of a four out of ten for me, sometimes lower and not really ever higher, like like up to a five sometimes, but that song is the kind of wholesome that's so
1: wholesome that it seems strangely perverse? yeah and I don't know what else to say about it than that if if you like it, I'm not here to tell you you can't it just I it made me feel very very uncomfortable <laughs>
0: inside of my own flesh yeah one other thing where I, I mentioned the you know the ramshackleness of the Grammys we talked about the the presenters getting the names wrong DJ Khalid but also, camilla cabello which made me laugh it's making me laugh now
1: oh i said it too
0: well i've been drinking no you you said camilla right correctly oh uh, did i good let's yeah, let's pretend that's true sure yeah. i said it right yeah camilla uh, cabello yeah paul uh please delete anytime he said camilla if he said it so <laughs> i probably did yeah we're kidding paul don't just leave it in let him yes. be humiliated no, yes thank you thank you thank you <laughs> yeah um they spelled Rick O'Kasich's name wrong in, during the in memoriams. Yes, the I was say, the, true, the true loser of the night. Was how awful,
1: basic, and, and yeah. just nothing burger the in memoriam was.
0: Oh, yeah. Like the dead de- people who died in 2019 got like a word, you know, well, they lost their lives, obviously, but they also lost but tonight. But so much worse than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the most half assed in memoriam segment. Like, just like a few moments earlier, Bonnie Raitt was singing Angel in Montgomery, Angel from Montgomery. And I thought, you know, it was like, this has got to be the lead into the, the in memoriams. But no, they just like slapped it on there. It was pretty terrible. It looked so cheap. It looked so badly done. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, we'll, you know, people will talk about who got snubbed from the in memoriam segment later. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I saw people talking about it, but I, I don't know. And also the awards themselves, they gave out nine awards. It seems like they give out less every year. Actually, nine awards might be more than they gave last year, but one of them was for best comedy album, which is not a music award. They gave it to Dave Chappelle, who, who wasn't, wasn't there. So Tanya Tucker, bless her heart. And also, I want to say Tanya Tucker. I thought I liked her performance. Oh, also. yeah. Tanya Tucker uh, with uh, Brandy Carlisle, who I fucking love. Yeah, that she had a good performance. But like right before that she had or right after that, she had to accept award on Dave Chappelle's behalf. That was so weird. It was like, why did they give out the best comedy award? Why? Why that one? Like, it seems like they picked these awards like best pop solo performance, best country duo or group performance. I don't get how they pick those. I think maybe they were picking ones based on who they thought was going to be there. And maybe like Dave Chappelle backed out at the last moment or who knows? Who knows? And and also they made a
1: point of um, what was did you write down the name of the guy who they they sort of Lifetime Achievement Awards who was, is, I guess, is kind of in the background handling a lot of the production of stuff that's happening behind I mean, him. I, mean, they, I think they said his name was Ken something, but I, I... But they gave him a whole performance of the last song from fame. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, Camilla was there and Cyndi Lauper was Cindy there. Cyndi Lauper just walked out on stage for a couple on of an bars an and was yeah. like, purse... No, I knew she was coming. Okay. I She was listed on the Grammys website, and I kept going, where is she? I had no idea that she was going to walk on, literally just sing, like, a
0: couple of bars and then leave. Yeah. One other thing, like, I guess I liked the Nipsey Hussle tribute. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was weird because, you know, Nipsey Hussle seems like a little off the radar of the Grammys, like, it, this isn't Prince. So I was, like, kind of surprised that they uh, – Gave him. I mean, I know he was very beloved, you know, he's a peacemaker in LA, he's an anti-gang violence activist and all that, and to a, you know, to his fan base and the people in the hip-hop community, but they seemed a little off the radar of the Grammys, who are, you know, out of touch with all this stuff, and then I heard the song, I was like, oh, right, this is the DJ Khaled song from that last album that was basically made to be performed at the Grammys, that, it's like, yeah, I think DJ Khaled set this up. I believe that you uh, me and DJ Khalid. Yeah, excuse me, DJ Khalid. <laughs> DJ Khalid. <laughs> we, we, the best music. Uh, and um, I think I think the, I think we've covered everything. We sure have, boy.
1: We really we really talked it through. And let me tell you something. We're coming in at about forty five minutes. We've just saved you
0: however much time. How, How much th- with the remainder and, would have been three and a half hours. And, you know, at least... We saved you almost three hours, I promise you. Eight performances you know every year are going to suck, so... We did it. I'm so weary.
1: So am I. Very rarely is song versus song work. This was work. And with that in mind, let me say a couple of things. First of all, thank you for listening to this episode. We're very grateful for every episode that you listen to. But listening to this particular episode where we had to really put on our big boy pants and do a thing that we desperately did not wanna do, thank you for taking the time to listen to this. Second of all, there are a number of ways that you can now, with that in mind, support the podcast, most of which cost you absolutely nothing at all. Things that cost you zero dollars to do to support the podcast. Number one, you can go on to iTunes and give us five stars. Number two, you can write down a review and give five stars. That helps out an enormous deal. And of course, whenever people go on Reddit or Twitter or any form of social media and say, give me recommendations for podcasts to listen to. If you recommend Song versus Song as something that people should check out, that is probably the greatest thing on earth that you can possibly do for us. That being said, you want to give us some money. There is also a way to do that. We have a Patreon. You go to Patreon. It's $1 as a minimum. Mm. You don't have to give any more than that. But if you want to give more, you certainly can. Especially when we're doing stuff with the Grammys. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, And in return, you get a bonus episode when we talk about a a movie musical. We do it every single month. And yeah. Yeah. If you want to do that, especially, I would say, if, there, if ever there were a month to think about throwing just one dollar, even if you only do it oh for one God. month, it would be the month in which we have to
0: cover the Grammys. I mean, we we're we're putting in less than minimum wage on this one. Please <laughs> toss <laughs> toss a dollar to your Witcher here, please. Like,
1: oh gosh. I was going to make a reference to the one specific guy that's always on the the train in Queens, but no one will get it except for other people that that are on the N or W train in Astoria. If anybody's listening to this podcast and takes that train, you know the guy who's talking about his basketball team who's like, you already know what I'm going to say. If you can give me a, a dollar or a quarter or a penny, and even if you can't, give me a smile. So you know what? In the spirit of that, even if you have no money they can give us, just give us a smile. Yep. That sounds creepy. I take it back.
0: Yeah. Also, what are you talking about? I ride that train all the time. I have no clue what you're talking about. You're out of touch with the reality, friend. I mean, I am always wearing my headphones, so. All right. All well, right. thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.